are getting in the uh, we're getting in the time of year where there's going to be a lot of the um, uh, conferences and stuff going on. So, if there's any way possible, uh, plan your summer vacations and time around where you can go to some of these. The uh, uh, f- first one. Uh, will uh, will be the AWCF conference in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, um, at the uh, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, the 19th, 20th, and 21st uh, of uh, of May, the, the end of May. Anyway, we got a revival uh, the last weekend in May, the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st. Uh, it's a Friday night and Saturday night and Sunday. Uh, then, I'll, then uh, in the month of July is our uh, general conference in Hot Springs, Arkansas. That's going to be um, that's going to start on the twenty sixth. That's a Sunday night. Uh, we will not be having a Sunday night service here on the 26th of July uh, because of the conference. It's going to be the 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th of July. Uh, and that's, that's, our, that's our general conference of the ABC uh, uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Last year's conference was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it um, uh, tremendously, and I'm praying and believing that God will grant us one even greater this year hallelujah Uh, if you've never been to our conference in hot springs you need to try to go uh, and uh, for at least uh, uh, a day or two anyway uh, because this is um, uh, this is where we get to see and have fellowship with our brothers and sisters of uh, like precious faith come together from from all over the country uh and um one see the the reason why i feel it's so important it is it is one of the very very few bread of life uh um, um, organizations uh and uh, uh many of them uh, uh although may be jesus name yet they they are not bread of life uh, and um, uh, this is this is why I, I, I'm heavily involved with it uh, because I believe I believe in what they stand for and what they teach. So a lot of things be going on, and uh, try to plan your uh, summer vacations and stuff accordingly that you can um, uh, take part in some of these. Anyway, you will be blessed if you do. Um, I have been um, battling a, a problem with a tooth, and uh, I've been, my my calendar has been so full, I have not been able to set a set a, a time to see the dentist. And uh, I'm a, I've been for the last few days I've been taking about twice as many a leave as what what they t- say you're supposed to make take, but. Um, when when your head begins to throb like mine's been throbbing, 
you'll take anything. <laughs> I tell you, grab, give me something. And uh, I was dealing with it today. I was on a um, field trip downtown Nashville, and uh, I didn't have opportunity to come over here, so I used my iPad to try to put this lesson together. And um, I don't, I don't have a lot of information for you on that because. Uh, I wasn't thinking real clearly when I was putting this together. Uh, so uh, if you see anything in here about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, don't hold it against me. I don't know what I was writing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's get started. In a little. We, we are in uh, uh, Philippians and uh, the prison epistles. Uh, and and let, me, let me give you a taste of the, uh, of the future. Uh, after we get through studying I'm, uh, what we're, we're going through, uh, we're going to be, our next series of uh, lessons is going to have to do with uh, a spiritual growth and uh, about growing and, and becoming a fully mature Christian. And um, I feel like this, is, this, this, this series of lessons is really going to, uh, help us because with what we, with the pressure and the persecution that the church is going to be under from here on out until the Lord takes the church, uh, it's going to separate the men from the boys. The Bible said that he would send a, a shaking. And by the way, please pray uh, for the people uh, in Nepal. Uh, that earthquake has twice as devastated as what happened to Haiti. Uh, the um, uh, the number now of death is well over 5,000, and they they still hadn't got to the remote villages. One, one man today said, I hate to say this, but by the time it's all said and done, there might be as many as 10,000 people killed in that in, in that uh, in that earthquake um they can't they can't get food to them they can't get water to them uh people who survived the earthquake uh they said some of them might uh might dehydrate and starve to death before somebody can get help to them uh so there's some people right now why uh, uh we're here and living our life are really doing some uh some bad suffering uh, so remember the people in that in that country in Nepal there, and God will um, uh, help them. But God said He was going to send a shaking in the last days that those things that can't be shaken will stand. Hallelujah! I have a good feeling by the time this is over with, there's there's one major excuse that people who don't want to go to church has used more than anything down through the years. Somebody somebody guess what it is. What's one of the major excuses somebody tell you why they don't go to church? It, huh? That hypocrites, hypocrites. Hallelujah! I don't get anything more that, than that. That's the major thing you get. Well, you know, I ain't going to church. There's just a bunch of hypocrites. I'm gonna tell you something. By the time all this persecution, Amen, is over with, and everything. Yeah, uh, uh, the hypocrites there won't be there by it's over with because you, it's going it's to prove who's real or fa and, and who's not real. 
Hallelujah. Because those those is not real. It's not going. It's not going to take and put up with what what what's what's going to be hitting. And we're going to be going through some terrible times. Uh, and it's 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 already in the rest of the world. The Muslims are killing Christians uh, uh, like crazy, cutting their heads off, shooting them, burning them, burning them on crosses. Uh, all over the world. There, uh, I mean, and uh, our our administration not not saying anything about it, not doing anything about it, you know, uh, and. Uh, Oh my my my! Hallelujah! Let me let me get get into our lesson. Philippians chapter three, and we're going to start reading in verse eight and, and read down through verse fourteen. He said, "Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things." And do count them but dumb, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Can everybody say amen? <coughs> and I've titled our lesson tonight, Forsaken to Apprehend. Forsaken to Apprehend. Uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, he laid down everything for the gospel. Uh, he had a big, strong pedigree behind him. Uh, everything that he achieved, uh, he, had, he, had ra uh, he was raised up to a high office in the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin court. Uh, and uh, he he achieved a lot of lot of fame, but when when the Lord called him and set him apart to be an apostle to the Gentiles, everything that he had gained, everything that he had gained, Amen. He let it go. And and if you if if you notice how. He words things here. Uh, uh, it's uh, it, it's amazing. There's there's two things tonight that we want to to bring out. And the first is the act of abandoning, the act of abandoning. 
Apostle Paul demonstrates to the church at Philippi the key to achieving contentment in Christ and gaining the greater rewards of the kingdom of God. And that key is abandoning. Uh, now, when I looked up the definition for the word abandon, I realized why this one thing, or inability, should I say, to do this one thing, is a major reason that many are disqualified for a higher level of greatness in the kingdom. Abandon, according to the dictionary, means to give up completely. Now, now listen to me close. I'm not talking about somebody's salvation. You repent, baptize in Jesus' name, get filled with the Holy Ghost. You become a child of God. You're saved by His grace and not your works. I mean, that's, that's what the book says that we have to do. That's, that's the plan of salvation. But if you know and understand that the great majority of people in the church don't never get much past that. They're not really, they, they, they don't seem to have a, a real purpose, a calling, and they don't grow. And the reason why is that is there, even though they've come to Christ, they've repented, they've been baptized, they've been filled with, with the Holy Ghost, they still got some things that they want to hold on to that they don't want to abandon. Hallelujah. Look at what Paul said there. I got that scripture at the beginning of Philippians uh, wrote down. Yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Now, I don't think I have to give you the definition of dung. Paul, Paul said, I count my family as dung. I count my wealth, my material goods, my former career, everything, everything that I had ever achieved, I have abandoned it for the cause of Christ. You can go to heaven if you repent and are baptized in Jesus' name and, and, and receive the Holy Ghost, but you're not going to be used by God very much if you're not willing to abandon some things. Hallelujah. The act of abandoning. Hallelujah. All through history, all through the Bible, everybody who's ever really achieved things in the kingdom of God and, and was used by God are those who was willing to give up the most for Jesus. Apostle Paul gave up everything. He gave it all up. He even forgot, for, uh, oh, I can't get my words out right, uh, uh, Marion, uh, 
I remember one place the Apostle Paul uh, was telling him, he said, uh, he says, look, he says, don't I have the right to be like Peter and some of the rest of the apostles who, who have a wife? He said, but yet I choose, I choose, amen, to follow this path for the gospel. Amen. The choir used to sing the song, Sold Out. Apostle Paul was really sold out. He was really sold out. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he gave it all up. He said, I have suffered the loss of all things. He did not hold anything back. Hallelujah. I do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we got to be willing to do just like what Jesus what, did. He was God, right? He laid all that down. He left the throne of glory. He walked away from the throne and become a man went from the throne to a manger, which is a, a feeding trough. He, he humbled himself and became obedient. He did that for his people, for the church. Hallelujah. And um, the days coming ahead in this country... There's going to be a lot of us who've, who've not abandoned everything in the past, but we may be forced to abandon. We may be forced to abandon. Hallelujah. But we forsake to apprehend. And what we want to apprehend is the second part of our lesson tonight, what I call the greater attainment. The greater attainment. He said, and I quote his, his uh, words, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul said, for me to be able to know him is more important than the Cadillac I, drive, I used to drive. Let me, let me put it up to our standards today so we can get, get, get the real meaning. He said, it's more important for me to know him, amen, than uh, the money I used to make. Hallelujah. That I may know him. That I may know him. He said, this is greater. Now, I hope, I hope that you are follow me here this this word this word know him what paul is saying he says i want to be on an intimate level with jesus let me take you back to genesis 
and, 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 and see how many remember this scripture. The Bible says, And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived. Now, now, just the word regular, no, he, he already had met her. I mean, they'd, they'd been together. But he said, and Adam knew his wife. In other words, he had intimate relationship with his wife. That is the same original word. It's what Paul was using right here. Paul said that I may know him. I give up all this stuff that I can know Jesus on an intimate basis. Hallelujah. Amen. That I may know him. Let's talk about what Daniel said about it. Daniel prophesied about the end time that we're living in right now. And he talked about all how that this Antichrist system would literally, he said, wear out the saints of the Most High. Wear them out. But during this time, Daniel wrote in the book of Daniel, he said, and they who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There's going to be a big group of Christians. There's going to be more people in the church fall away that's going to be left standing and ready for the rapture. There's going to be more people that's in the church right now that before Jesus comes, they won't be in the church when the rapture comes because they ain't going to be willing to do what I'm talking about doing tonight. They never have and they never will be able to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, they that know their God, those who knows him, amen, that's on an intimate level with the Lord, they're going to be strong. They're going to do exploits. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's what the apostle Paul says, the greater attainment the greater attainment. Uh, here's what we got to do. We got to weigh out and make a decision. What is the most important thing in your life? It better be the Lord because if it's not the Lord, you're going to face some problems in the near future. Hallelujah. We got to we got to weigh out what's more important. Amen. We're going to have we're going to have to get all the way in or all the way out. That's that's the way that I that's the way that I see the scripture says that in this day in this hour that we that we are. Hallelujah. We've got to forsake to apprehend something. What is it that he wants to apprehend? Let's go back and read there. Uh, in, in Philippians, he said, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, 
but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. I, I, I burnt the bridges. Hallelujah. That's, that's what's held up a lot of folks. They've come to Christ. We've had people come to the Lord and be baptized since we've been here. Where are they at right now? Evidently, there were some bridges they didn't burn because they turned around and, and recrossed the bridge. Hallelujah. We, we, got, we, got to, we got to make sure. How many has ever heard of the, uh, the, his, uh, uh, the man in history, uh, uh, Alexander the Great? He conquered the world at a young age. And I read, I read something about him one time that they, they traveled by ship on a long journey to conquer a land that everybody says was the strongest force that they ever conquered. And when they got there, Brother Paul, history says that after they got everything off the ships unloaded, he ordered his men to burn all their boats. One officer says, if we burn our ships, how do we go get back? He said, that's it. We're not going back the way we come. He said, with the boats gone, you only got one choice. Go straight ahead and go through the enemy and defeat him. If you don't do it, you won't get back home. Whew. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. We have got to be willing, amen, to burn the bridges if we want to apprehend. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember something in my mind. I just remembered something that Brother Hale used to say all the time. He, he said, Press God, uh, praise God. He said, this is a pressing way. Hallelujah. We got to press into it. I press toward the mark. Hallelujah. It's not an easy thing. There's a struggle there. Amen. There's a difficulty there. Amen. It's kind of like what Jesus says, told uh, uh, that uh, it's easier uh, it's easier for a, a, a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man during in heaven. And uh, I think I think most everybody knows by now about that and and, and really what was saying uh, and what happened um, in the uh, in the in in the city of Jerusalem. The gates they had the big huge gates that during the daytime, those big gates was wide open. People could come in and could go out. But at night, to keep the city protected, they would close up those huge big gates. And inside on one, leaf, one side of those gates, inside one of them was a smaller opening that they called the needle's eye. And people wanting to leave the city or go into the city late at night, they had to go through that needle's eye. And 
history says that if a man came to the city with his camel loaded down, there was no way that he could get the camel through that smaller gate, that needle's eye gate. He'd have to take everything off the camel's back and then get that camel to go down and get down low to get through. And that's what Jesus was meaning about the rich, uh, uh, the rich people. You're going to have to lay down. You're going to have to get off all this stuff that we're carrying around. you got to get down. you got to humble yourself. You can't depend upon your wealth. You can't depend upon your riches. You can't depend on nothing. As Paul said, we'll go back again. He said, I count all that as loss. I count it all as loss. So forsaken to apprehend. Church, I'm going to finish my part by saying this. I've been, I've been in this way for a long time. I've come too far to turn back now. As Paul said, I know I, I haven't apprehended everything yet, but I'm following after. I'm trying, I'm pursuing. I'm pressing toward the mark. I'm pushing my way. Hallelujah. There's nothing in, in back worth for me going back to. There's nothing in the world, hallelujah, that's worth what I'm talking about here tonight. If we miss heaven, we missed everything. We missed it all. If we miss heaven, we missed it all. So we've got to press on. No matter what we have to lay aside, no matter what we have to lay down. <laughs> I've had people come to me and ask me down through the years, Brother Sammy, you think, you think I could do this? It won't be a sin or is that a sin or, or, or what, what have you? Um, we sin is 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 not the only thing that we worry about. The Bible says that we should lay aside every weight and sin. There's some things sometimes in our life that no, it might not be a sin. The Bible might not say that it's wrong, but it it's a weight to you. It's a hindrance to you. Hallelujah. So we don't just lay down the sins. we got to lay down the weights. Paul said, I'm forsaking it at all. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a lot of things that may not be a sin but can be a, a weight, be a hindrance. Amen. That we've got to, um, that we got to cast aside. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Anybody got any comments or questions about our lesson tonight? I'm. I finished up my part for safety.